Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, December 5th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Ben Oppenheimer. And here's What's What near you. Advocates are rallying today at Bowling Green and in Albany to defend the city's right to shelter law. Right to shelter requires the city to provide emergency housing to anyone in need. But due to the recent influx of migrants, many city shelters are currently at capacity. Mayor Adams and other New York politicians say they want to terminate the right to shelter statute because it isn't sustainable for the city's budget. But advocates say that without the right to shelter, hundreds of thousands of migrants could be put at risk of being unhoused this winter. New York City Comptroller Brad Lander is taking away one of Mayor Adams' privileges in the ongoing migrant crisis. Adams will no longer be able to strike emergency deals with contractors who provide migrant services without Lander's approval. The Comptroller's office notified city agencies of the revocation in a letter dated last Thursday. The office cited the city's sweeping budget cuts for migrant relief as the reason. Lander originally gave the Adams administration permission to make deals with migrant service contractors without pre-approval back in November 2022. Some subway stations across the five boroughs will have new, wider gates. The MTA unveiled the larger fare gates at the Sutphin Boulevard Archer Avenue station in Jamaica, Queens. They'll also be at Atlantic Avenue Barclay Center in Brooklyn. The wider gates will make it easier for people with disabilities, young children, and tourists to enter the subway. This change will also be replacing the emergency exit doors at the end of the station, which are a major contributor to fare evasion. So the new gates are expected to reduce the number of people not paying for the subway. The new gates will soon be at the 34th Street Penn Station and another station in Queens. And now it's time for music. Every Tuesday, the What's What podcast brings you an update on the latest music news. And today we're joined by WFUV's Jaya Joyce. Hey, Jaya. Hey guys, it's been a busy week in the music world, but I wanted to get us started with some more local news. KISS had their final show this past weekend at Madison Square Garden. Mayor Eric Adams even declared last Thursday as official KISS Day in the Big Apple. The Empire State Building lit up as a tribute to the band. But just because this marked the end of their live performances doesn't mean they won't live on forever. During their encore at MSG, the band made a special announcement about their upcoming new KISS era. In this era, the band will continue to live on digitally through virtual avatars of themselves. Paul Stanley said that the love and power of the KISS army has made them immortal. Have any other artists been doing this? KISS is actually the first band in the United States to go virtual like this. The avatars were made by Star Wars creator George Lucas's company Industrial Light and Magic in collaboration with Pop House Entertainment Group. The companies also worked on the virtual ABBA Voyage show in London. Sounds like a fun new era for the band. Now, let's turn to the Rolling Stones. What have they been up to since the release of their new album? The Stones have been booked and busy since their album Hackney Diamonds came out in October. They just announced that the deluxe edition of the album will be released next month. It'll include seven live recordings from a surprise show they performed in New York a couple months ago. The Stones are also preparing for their stadium tour next year, which starts in April. 
They'll be in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium on May 23rd and May 26th. Tickets are already on sale on Ticketmaster. And recently, artists have been taking their live shows to the big screen as well. How did the release of Beyonce's concert film do last week? Beyonce's Renaissance concert film came out in theaters on Friday and opened at number one in the box office. The film made $21 million in U.S. ticket sales. The movie was directed and produced by Beyonce herself, focusing on her most recent tour for her Renaissance album. She even dropped a new single on Friday titled My House to pair with the movie release. The film was distributed by AMC Theaters, the same distributor as Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie. But Swift's concert film still holds the record for most box office sales. The Renaissance concert documentary will be in theaters until December 10th. I know I'll be definitely taking a trip to the theater along with the rest of the Beehive, but now let's shift gears to the holidays. Can you tell me about this year's annual ASCAP auction? ASCAP, which is the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers, is having their annual holiday auction for the third time this year. Top artists have come together to make contributions for bids, which will benefit music education and talent development programs. Items include everything, from custom Air Force Ones signed by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, to a personal song written by renowned songwriters Desmond Child and Paul Williams. The auction is running from now until December 14th. For more information and to bid on some iconic items, visit ascapfoundation.org auction23. What a great way to ring in the holiday season. Jaya Joyce is a reporter at WFUV News who covers all things music. Jaya, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's only been a few days since George Santos was expelled from the House, but the former congressman has already found the new gig. The New York Republican has joined Cameo. It's an online site where people can pay for personalized video messages. Santos's account bio reads, Former Congressional Icon and custom videos of the former congressman have been swirling on social media. Even some of Santos' former colleagues have requested videos, like Senator John Fetterman. The Pennsylvania Democrat reportedly paid north of $300 for this video to troll New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez, who he's repeatedly called on to resign. Hey, Bobby, uh, look, I don't think I need to tell you, but these people that want to make you get in trouble and want to kick you out and make you run away, you make them put up or shut up. You stand your ground, sir, and don't get bogged down by all the haters out there. But anyone looking to book the former congressman should know he's no longer taking commissions for the time being. SantaCon is hitting New York this Saturday, and city officials are gearing up for the festivities. SantaCon is an annual fundraiser and bar crawl that draws thousands of people dressed up like St. Nick. And for anyone attending this weekend, you should note that because of a series of incidents in the past, alcohol will be banned on all LIRR and Metro North trains and stations. The ban starts at 4 a.m. on Saturday and lasts through noon on Sunday. There will also be an increased MTA police presence at Penn Station and Grand Central Terminal. And today we're honoring all of the people who voluntarily transformed their societies, economies, and environments. December 5th is International Volunteer Day, and it's a time where members of the public focus on issues of concern in their communities. The goal is to get people not just to volunteer for the day, but to change people's mindsets and behaviors so they want to take part in changing the world.
And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for the latest news and exclusive interviews and feature stories from FUV. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Ben Oppenheimer. And that's What's What.